out today, it's a different place, all the same with a new face, with strange mysteries hanging in the air. People in their sane minds swear they see you today. Are you looking for the love they took away? Everyone knows that you couldn't bear the pain. Ghoulish greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your morning, day, night, whenever you're listening and wherever you're listening from, from the big city to the tiny village and everything in between. I am sincerely grateful for every single one of you. Those tunes you just heard are, as always, courtesy of my amazing friend, country legend Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. Before we hop into this episode, earlier last week, I believe it was April 18th, an animal rescue and rehab that I have visited for well over a decade caught on fire, killing many of its precious residents, including lizards, snakes, tortoises, parrots, and cats. And I cried when I heard about this horrible news, and I can't imagine what those poor animals went through the last moments of their lives. Colorado Gator Farms has created a GoFundMe page, and anyone interested in donating, please head on over to their Facebook page. Again, the name is Colorado Gator Farms. They're good people with huge hearts, and their commitment and love they have for the animals is just absolutely priceless. Tombstone. When I think about the town too tough to die, I think Old West, history, names like Earp, Holiday, Ringo, Clanton. The list of names just keep going on. The thing I think of most, however, are the hauntings and the spirits. Tombstone is over the brim and overflowing with them. I always thought this place had beyond the potential to host a paranormal convention, and I'm not the only one. Today, my dear friend and past guest, Bruce Burnett, joins me to give us more details, an inside look, and some haunting tales. Bruce Burnett, my friend, thank you so much for coming back on. Can you believe it's been over a year since your first appearance on the podcast? Oh my God, time flies. And I gotta tell your listening audience, I've met you in person. <laughs> Everybody, coolest person ever. Oh, stop. Coolest I'm blushing. Person ever. <laughs> yes, we had a great time. We spent time at the Oriental. And you, my friend, have an amazing singing voice. You did some karaoke and you kicked ass. I and for- then I forgot about that. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we hung out at at Longhorn and had some good food and yeah I mean and I'm gonna be back in in June so obviously we're gonna hang out and I'll see you then too but absolutely yeah that was fun that was definitely fun (laughs) I'll see if I can get you in somewhere special if you come oh that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to check. You know, one thing about work, because now, I, you know, I work for the city of Tombstone doing marketing. Yeah. And But, you know, if there's a way to get you in somewhere, I'll work on it. Hey, Definitely. 
That would be epic, my friend. I would, that would yeah. be great for sure. I'd be, appreciate that. So if we can, let's jump right into the main topic of today. That is being Tombstone Wild West Paracon. I mean, Tombstone's very first paranormal convention that is coming up really quickly, just right around the corner, starting as a dream, right? And now it's becoming a reality, which is super exciting. Tell me the birth of this Paracon, if you will, the beginning of it. Like, I'm so excited about the special paranormal convention coming up. Well, and you know what's funny is, you know, I've talked to you about before on the show about some uh, paranormal experiences I had in the past. And I had a friend of mine, his name is Jeff Woolwine. He does a thing called Petroglyphs in the Sky, where he talks about UFO stuff. But he's also a paranormal investigator. Mm. And he said, I'm coming down there with a couple other paranormal investigators. You want to meet at the Crystal Palace. We'll sit up on the deck outside and look down Allen Street and have dinner or whatever. And we're there, and this one gal there looks at me, and she goes, how come you guys don't have a paracon? Mm. And I got to be honest with you, I had no idea what she was talking about. I really didn't. (laughs) And I go, I don't know. Why don't we? I go, what's a paracon? And she goes, well, you know what a Comic-Con is? And I said, yes, I've been to a couple of Comic-Cons. She goes, it's like that, but it focuses on the paranormal. And I go, I don't know why we haven't had one, but I'll tell you right now, we're going to have one. We're going to have one this year. And, you know, going forward, it goes well we might even do two a year wow yeah you know that wouldn't surprise me bruce i mean a tombstone has so much potential for being you know host of a paracon because it's like it's not like a question of what's haunted here it's everything's haunted here like you throw a stone you're gonna hit something that's haunted right yeah, so much history. It's, it's it's really crazy, you know, because part of the thing along with the birth of this is several years ago when I started marketing, you know, we have the whole Wild West thing going on. We've always yeah. had that, you know, shoot out the OK Corral and, right. you know, Boot Hill Graveyard and all that. But I'm like, you know, we have a really big haunted thing going on here. Why don't we ever talk about that? It's a completely different group of tourists and everything. So I started putting up posts on, uh, you know, the Discover Tombstone Facebook page about haunted tombstone. And they got a lot of action, a lot of action. And I'm like, so we were always thinking about how can we expand this? And then when this gal said, why don't you have a paracon? I'm like, I don't know. But we will. I go. I can tell you right now, we're going to have one. We're going to put one together. Right. And, and it only took it only took a couple of weeks to pick a date. And I mean, we had a kind of a not a tremendous amount of time to work on it. But uh, you know, next year, this is you know, it's, you only have one chance to go to the first annual Tombstone Wild West Paracon. But next year is going to be, I think, is going to be fantastic as well. Oh, I have no doubt, my friend, that it'll be fantastic. I'm sure it'll be absolutely epic. And yeah. You should come to that one and do a live podcast from there. I would love to. Yeah, that would be be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I could do it at Boot Hill 
uh, right in front of Red Sample's grave because he's the one who attached to me, and I could do this big old. Oh, that's right! I forgot <laughs> about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that would be kind of cool. So well, how could he not? How could he not attach to you? <laughs> Good-looking gal, very you know bubbly and spirited, and of course he's going to be like, check that chick out right there. <laughs> if I'm going to attach to someone, it's not going to be that old guy Bruce. It's going to be that young guy right there. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. So, Bruce, we will mention the dates at the end of this episode as well, but throw those sure. Paracon dates out there. So those who live in the area or in just Arizona in general or who are planning to be in the area can go and support this amazing Paracon. Right. So it's going to start on Cinco de Mayo. So it's the 5th, 6th, and 7th of May. It's kind of funny for me because I'm originally from the Los Angeles area, Mm. and Cinco de Mayo is like a huge thing there. It's gigantic. And here, (laughs) not as much. But So we're going to have it starting on Cinco de Mayo, and then... You know, there'll be, like, some VIP stuff happening on that night with meet and greet and a night investigation at Boot Hill and the OK Corral. They're going to do a special night gunfight show for them. Then on Saturday, we're going to have speakers running from 9 in the morning till 5, and there's going to be a group of six speakers, and we can talk about that in a while. And there's going to be a vendor area where the vendors are completely free. You don't have to pay anything to get into the area where the vendors are. And they will be there from 10 to 6 on Saturday and 10 to 5 on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. I think also on Saturday, the Wild West Witches from Tombstone are going to be doing a performance in town somewhere on Allen Street. And then Unearthing the Supernatural, uh, which I talked to you a little bit about this before the show. They're a Native American paranormal team, which I'm just all about. They've, they've been up to Vulture City, and they're going to do a protection ceremony on the town. They're all Navajo guys. It's cool as hell. I just think it's going to be an awesome event. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you definitely will have to, I'm sure between you and everybody else, there's going to be so many recordings and videos and pictures and they just have to. I I do have something I need to bring up. So like if you guys live elsewhere in the country or anywhere in the world, actually, and you want to see the kind of stuff that happens in Tombstone, The Global Ghost Hunt, we've got a guy from the Global Ghost Hunt who's going to do a live stream from Shefflin Hall on Saturday night. But he's also going to do a live stream of all the speakers that are going to be there. Oh, beautiful. So you guys that that can't come out, you want to see what's going on, you'll get that opportunity. And I think it's globalghosthunt.com it's a super easy address so it's just globalghosthunt.com and that'll be saturday during the day for the speakers and then i think he's starting at about 10 o'clock at night in shefflin hall and i can tell you that's going to be a banger yeah no that'll be great and shefflin hall is an is a location that's basically kind of like untouchable right it's not like birdcage or or, you know, Juan Tarbell, which are both phenomenal locations. But, you know, right. you can't just go there when you want, right? No, matter of fact, well, we've had some weird things in the past where 
people had gotten into Shelton Hall, but it wasn't because of the city. The city owns the building, and you need to get permits and stuff. And even when the TV show, actually several TV shows have been here, Ghost Adventures wanted to get into Shelton Hall, and the city wouldn't let them. So when we say it's kind of untouched territory, it really is. You know, right. People just don't get to go there. And Boot Hill at night is like unheard of. I've seen people like doing stuff at Boot Hill during the day, but not at night. Right. And I have to say, as a person who went there and investigated myself, it's hard because when it's a business and it's actually open, it's not only a cemetery, but people are actually going in and out. Oh, it, yeah. It's hard, you know, so like me, I, I obviously would stop recording, I would say people were coming. And then when it was quiet again, and I, I still even during the day was able to get a decent amount of EVPs, uh, literally from right. men saying that they were legally hanged, and different right. things like that, just like bone chilling, you know, and even right. Native American drums. And so I, I've been really happy with those EVPs they're phenomenal but I could only imagine going to Boot Hill at night like I that that's mind-blowing that's going to be so amazing yeah it, it is going to yeah matter of fact that that is uh, one of our ticket packages involves going there at night and I think I think we're selling like a hundred of the, I don't know how many are already sold out, but we're selling like a hundred of those. So people will get the opportunity to go somewhere that nobody ever really gets to go at night. So it's totally cool. Yeah, that's, that's amazing for sure. And so besides Boot Hill, which are some other locations that are usually off limits like you know boot hill and shefflin hall that people will be able to shefflin hall are always off limits right right also places that weren't necessarily off the grid but places that have just never done it before like the silver mine Mm. the good enough silver mine both the good enough silver mine and the tough nut silver mine are both on it and they're owned by the same guy. He's going to be doing ghost stories in the mine at the Tough Nut, which is not really investigation, but, like, you go there, you get, like, a snack and a drink, and you would be shocked at the size of the cavernous openings in the mine down there. They have a room that's – are you ready for this? It's, like, 100 yards long. Oh, wow. A hundred yards long. But then the the investigation, the actual investigation will be in the very first mined area of the Good Enough Mine. It's underground. It's going to be led by the guy from the Global Ghost Hunt. He's going to be going and doing that before he goes to do the the live streaming at Shufflin Hall. And then also the arcade. Now you're familiar, and I don't know if other people would be familiar with this, but directly across the street from the Birdcage Theater, which is well known for paranormal activity, is a place that used to be called T. Miller's Mercantile. Well, and it has a hotel up on top, which everyone for years, paranormal teams go up there and get evidence in the hotel. Well, now downstairs they have an arcade. And in the arcade, they put in completely refurbished, like it is beautiful, this player piano from the 1800s. And when they started to play it during the day down there, the activity just jumped up like crazy. And, you know, these teams were telling me, they're like, 
the amount of energy in the room because during the day there's like video games in there and stuff you know all, all through the arcade and now there's this player piano and it's just pumping you know energy into the air all day and that's never been investigated downstairs and so they're going to be investigating that then there is another place that it's not you can't get in it but i'm not familiar with anybody investigating there before which is the haunted sixth street house and it's like a block across fremont from where birdcage theater in the arcade is and they're going to do a thing there with jeff woolwine which is going to be the haunted seance experience and he has an eight it's the coolest thing ever it's this box from the 1800s with like a hand crank on it and it generates energy and they used to use it in the 1800s late 1800s for uh seances and i've seen some video of them using it in other places and it's just like off the hook and so the the sixth street house is a thing it's not that you can't get in there it's just nobody's ever been there before so that there's a number of locations and you know we're also doing it again it's not it's not places that you probably couldn't do but it's just never really made available like we're going to do the ghost roulette bar crawl which is going to be after they close for the days and led by speakers from from the paracon they're going to do doc holidays a saloon they're going to do big nose kate saloon they're going to do the crystal palace and they're going to do white herbs oriental oh nice so it's it's not that you can't get in there it's just you know we've had some local teams that have gone and done like wire drips and stuff but yeah i'm not familiar with them just opening the doors and letting the public go in with lead investigative teams so it's going to be very cool oh that's neat and everybody who hasn't been to tombstone all those locations especially i'm a saloon gal i feel like so at home <laughs> and so like going to the crystal like palace all that alcoholism <laughs> no, I'm, to- I'm totally kidding. <laughs> you know, well, it's like, you know, Crystal Palace, the Oriental, mm-hmm. Big Nose Kates, all those places just have so much history and so many spirits. And the people are just amazing, too. And so it's really we're, cool. We are the coolest locals ever. Right? I know. I yeah. always say that. And it's so true. Every time I go, I make more friends. And it's everyone remembers me it seems i don't know if i didn't think i was that memorable but it's like you know they don't oh, yeah, treat ah <laughs> oh, shut sweetheart well you know <laughs> they don't treat you like a tourist which there's nothing wrong being a tourist but you know that it's not like they right. like want your money you know it's like no we, we have a we have a person that had that came from england and uh, her name was oh man I can't remember if it's Susan or Ella, or maybe it's Susan Ella. And she gave me a quote on Discover Tombstone's Facebook page one time, and she said, Tombstone, come as a tourist, leave as a friend. I like that. Which I think is like an awesome saying. That is an awesome saying, and it's so true. So if you're listening by any chance, that's a great quote. (laughs) You mentioned earlier the ghost stories being told from within the mind so it's not like an investigation but it's still this huge thing that would be really cool you know like i love just it's sitting there cool. and they even do they even have a thing at the tough nut mine which i think it's the only one in the world where they do like 
a two-hour like steak dinner inside the mine where they they have the full-on thing they got waiters waitresses and all that what? in that one giant room <laughs> and it's just so cool there's that guy has some actual like when he talks about ghost stories in the mine he's going to talk about ghosts from the mine you know because there's there, I, lots of people died mining mining is yeah. not an easy profession right and even even when you look through books about boot hill there will be people that said you know how were they killed oh premature blast right you know, like what one minute they're there next minute they're gone it's like yeah. they don't even know they're dead right it's so just incredibly sudden yeah i actually come from a family of coal miners my grandma's mm. father he was a coal miner and they grew up in Walson camp, a little mining camp in Walsenburg, Colorado. And it's definitely very dangerous. That's for sure. Never knowing if you're going to come home that day, you know? Well, and you know what? I live in the mining district. I've got mine shafts all over underneath my house. Oh, wow. But it's hard rock mine, which is good for us because there's a lot of granite on this hill too. So we never worry about falling in or anything, but uh, it's it's definitely, you know, you took your life in your hands. And for a lot of that time, you know, we think about you go down in a mine, you take flashlights and all that. They didn't have that. They had candles, you know, candles that they would carry or candles that would go in their helmet. And that's what they were... They were mining by candlelight. It's like, oh, my God. Wow. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine either. Well, you know, I, I go to Tombstone every year, and I never knew that you could have a stake underground. I. It's, it's recent. Okay. It's recent. Really great. It's really oh, great. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I definitely have to do that. Let, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. When I go out there, I I want to do that. That sounds like that would be so amazing. I just love trying different things. I actually well, I actually wrote a list of things to do while I'm out there because I always do the same things, which I absolutely love, and I'm still going to do them, but it would be neat to throw different things out there. Like Bronkow's Cabin, still never done that. Still want to go there. Oh, yeah. You know? And um, the, the cemetery that, is it C.S. Flysberry? That's yeah, what they what they called the new cemetery. Oh, by the way, at the Paracon, we're, and we're going to do it donation only, right? So if you don't have a lot of money, don't worry about it. Because, like I said, you can go to the vendor areas for free at the Tombstone Cemetery. We're going to have a thing called Ghost Hunt One Hundred and One, which is going to be for like families with kids and stuff. Why not to be scared of ghosts? Here's how we do investigating all that. Mm. There's going to be a couple instances of that, and then at night we're going to have regular investigations there, and that's all donation only. And all the money from that, and all the money from the vendor tents, is going to go into a beautification project. And I'll tell you what: there are famous people. A real interesting and, and quick story is the guy that you often see as a picture of Doc Holliday is actually the mayor's great-grandfather. And his name's Dusty, the mayor is Dusty Escapule, and the guy's name is John Escapule. And I have seen hundreds of tattoos <laughs> that say, I'm your huckleberry or whatever, and it's 
John Escafuel. It's it's yeah. it, he happened to be in Tombstone at the same time as Black Holiday, but somehow wires got crossed. And matter of fact, Val Kilmer based the look of his character on John Escafuel, and so did Dennis Quaid for the movie Wyatt Earp. He based his off of of that for Doc Holiday, and I'm like, yeah, but that. That's not Doc Holiday, but right. he's buried there. C.S. Fly, the famous photographer, took pictures of Geronimo's surrender and all that. Yeah, he's there. There's there's a number of famous people in there. Well, that's neat, Bruce. You do have quite a neat lineup. Rather impressive, actually, considering this is your very first paranormal convention. Can you talk a little bit about some of the people that will be participating in this? What will be an epic event? I will. <laughs> so, like I mentioned him before, because he's doing the seance experience, but Jeff Woolwine has been like, it, it's funny because Jeff is a, a great guy. I, I dig Jeff. He used to live in the Phoenix area, and because of the, you know, years ago, the Phoenix lights and all that, uh, are you familiar with the Phoenix lights? I am, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing an episode about that one of these days. Oh, you should have this guy on. So anyway, this guy, he thinks that there's a correlation between petroglyphs. You know, petroglyphs, you know, which is Indian rock art, is basically designed around whatever they're experiencing, right? And so, you know, there's different things for deer and stuff, if this is a good hunting area and things like that. And he thinks that a lot of them are referring to ufos or you know a lot of native cultures have people you know the sky people you know the people that come from the sky like the gods from the sky yeah and he does the whole thing on that in the phoenix lights and he's going to be there leon wilkes who is a religious demonologist which is interesting because a lot of people look at paranormal people and they're like you you know i mean i know people call me on a wacko and you know they're like oh you're wacko. this guy is like an air force guy he's a totally normal guy you know he's a he's in the military you know and he's a religious demonologist and he's gonna he's gonna do a whole speech on that then we've got unearthing the supernatural which i also talked about they're a native american team they do investigations a little bit differently so their discussion is going to be i think very interesting we've got jason graham who is uh, one of the admins with the global ghost hunt who's going to be doing the streaming from shufflin hall he's going to do a presentation we've got Taps West Coast, which is going to be Jerry Butane and his group. And they're bringing Bridget Marquardt with them, who does the podcast Ghost Magnet. So she's going to be out here with them as well. And then we've got someone who you're pretty familiar with. I've had him on your show before, which is Greg Lawson, the paranormal detective. And yes. I've got to tell you this thing about Greg Lawson. So someone got me his number, right? And I said, I looked up things for him. He goes to Paracons all over the place. And I call him up and I said, man, Greg, I'd love to have you come to this Paracon. He goes, oh, I'm booked to do something that weekend. And I said, oh, and he goes, but where did you say this is? I go, Tombstone. He goes, dude, I'll cancel my other event. (laughs) And I go, 
really? And he goes, oh, yeah, no, no problem. I will be there. Wow. And so he's coming with his wife. They're actually coming a day early. They're coming on Thursday. And, you know, so he can, they can, you know, blip around the town and check out all the Wild West stuff before we get into all the paranormal stuff. Nice. He's a big one on, you know, he is an, he is an investigator. He's a, an actual police officer. Right. He works for, I think it's the Austin Police Academy. He trains cops. And so he looks at the paranormal in a different way than a lot of people do, right? Because he's all into the investigating the backstories and things. He does a lot of cold case stuff. He also does stuff about you. I don't think he's going to do stuff about UFOs here, but he also, he's got a, several books out that you can look him up, Greg Lawson. He's going to have an epic thing as well. So that's all the speakers that are going to be there. They're just going to go from nine in the morning till five in the evening. That's awesome. And we're going to have the local culinary department from the high school, which, by the way, these guys don't mess around when they do culinary. It's like they're mm. incredible. They're going to come and cater the event at the Shefflin Hall, and we're going to feed the speakers for free. But we, we did have a thought that if we put 200 people out on the street all at the same time from Shefflin Hall for a lunch break – nobody's going to be able to eat because they'll go to places like Big Nose Kate's and there'll be a 45-minute wait, and we, yeah. we didn't want that. So they're actually going to serve food. You can buy lunch right at Shufflin Hall, eat right on the side of it. There's going to be tents and tables and stuff set up. It's going to be awesome. That You know what? I have to say, that is a great idea, Bruce, because I've been to Tombstone before when you, know, you mm -hmm. have your normal busyness but then all of a sudden you have like a thousand people there and you can't get into any of the restaurants and when you do get in it's so loud you can't even hear yourself think and so that is genius that you guys actually have this amazing culinary thing from the school coming in to to provide and yeah there will be some people who go to big nose cakes and all those other places but it won't be like you know a two-hour wait like you said and we've got three food trucks that are going to be there oh, as well because we're looking to take take some of the the stress off the other people because we're not yeah. the only event. There's also a three day rodeo event that's happening down <laughs> here at that time, wow. and something from the American Legion. I mean, I might as well give them a plug too. Something called ears and balls or. <laughs> Losing ball, I it, I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is, but it's an event there. If you're a biker, you might want to come down for that. There's a lot of oh. that's going to be there. It's going to be very cool. There you go, guys. So you don't have to be into the paranormal, but if you're a biker, or, you know different things, different things going on. That's for sure. So that is that's neat. Good to know for sure. I usually go in October when Hell Dorado, I believe, right. is happening, and so that already is like tenfold. So many people, but. El Dorado is the biggest event of the year. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I would be willing, to, <laughs> you know, I won't, I won't lay money on it now, but I would say that in within five years, I think that this Paracon event will be as big or bigger than El Dorado. You never know. Jeez. And so do you think every year it's going to be in May? It's going to be the first weekend of May for at least the next few years. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think, I think it's always going to be the first weekend of May. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, cool. No, that sounds neat. So you did mention a little, uh, you mentioned the packages earlier, but not much detail. So 
there are different packages for people who are going and they can purchase them. Can you talk a little right. bit more about what they provide and the price? Okay, so unfortunately for everybody, VIP packages, they sold out in like five hours. Oh, wow. So they were gone like immediately. We'll start off with the speaker package, right? Because the speaker package, it's 30 bucks. You come in, you get a you get a lanyard, uh, you know, a collectible, and the lanyards are so cool looking. I just saw them the other day. They're really cool looking. The kind of thing that you'd hang up on your wall, and it, it's almost like, you know, having like a backstage pass or something. It's very cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that gets you into all the speakers and everything, and like I said, the, the vendor air is all free. Those are 30 bucks. And, you know, it's funny for me because I have been to a lot of events at Shetland Hall with speakers on various things, like usually Wild West stuff, like it's talking about, you know, Doc Holiday or things like that. So it was kind of interesting to me because, you know, this gal that does a lot of Paracon, she's like, yeah, I think it should be $30. And I'm like, I've gone to things that are an hour long and paid $50 to or $75 to. And I'm like, is that enough? And she's like, yep, $30, they get all the speakers. And I'm like, uh, okay, you know, because like I said, it's my first one. I don't really know. So yeah. I'm trusting what other people say because I'm thinking, you know, five speakers, 20 bucks a piece, 100 bucks. She's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, great. Then there's the Lester Moore package. You, I'm sure you've been to Boot Hill before, but yeah. if people aren't familiar, Lester Moore, and there's a whole backstory on this guy, but Lester Moore is the guy that has the grave marker that says, here lies Lester Moore, four shots from a 44, no less, no more. And so that's the name of the package that goes with Boot Hill. In that package, you get the collectible lanyard and all that. You get to go to all the speakers. You get to do, you get a free t-shirt and you get to go, and the t-shirts are cool. They're like so cool. Mm. And you get to do the nighttime investigation of Boot Hill, which like I said is almost impossible to ever have happen. So that's very cool as well. But then there's, then there's what we call the one-off packages, right? Like, let's say, you know, people that didn't have enough money to buy, like, a VIP pass or something. You know what? You can go to the arcade. You can go to Undertaker Espresso, which is, you know, you've been there before. Oh, yeah. You know, those are, those are like, you can buy those as a one-off ticket, and it's like, 20 bucks to go to the arcade or 20 bucks to go to there. Like I said, the, the, the seance experience and oh God, right off the top of my head, I can't remember how much that is, but it, it, none of them are like super expensive or anything. You can even go. And here's another one that I didn't really talk about that. No one ever really does is we're going to have night investigations at the OK Corral. Oh, wow. And you can, you can buy on the ticket page, which is at, you know, paracon.com. I think it's forward slash tickets. You can go to the OK Corral. And there's also other things in town that are available, too, that are not part of ticket packages. But if you want to go to the Birdcage Theater, you can go to the Birdcage, you know, do a search on Google for Birdcage Theater. You can you know, reserve spots to go there. They said if they need to, they'll add extra investigations that night. The Pete Spence house, which if you ever want to see a photograph of a really creepy looking dude, the Pete Spence photograph of when he went to Yuma prison is stunningly creepy. Mm. 
this guy. And and they they have investigations also. There's also a walking tour that goes around town with a gal who's super knowledgeable. It's called the Gunfighter and Ghost Tour. And not only do you kind of get a, a ghost tour, but she also throws in a ton of history. So that's available. And then there is a ghost trolley tour that one of the trolley services in town provides as well. And that's not really directly, it's not run by the city or anything, but it's also other things that are available. And then, of course, like we said before, the ghost stories and the tough nut, you know, you, you pay there when you get there. But but the, the one-off package, oh, and the ghost roulette bar crawl. So the ghost roulette bar crawl, you get 40 bucks. They call it ghost roulette because it depends how fast it fills up, but you don't know exactly which two bars you're going to. That That's what makes it ghost roulette. Mm. But you will either go to like Big Nose Cates or Doc Holidays or Doc Holidays and Wyatt Earps or Wyatt Earps and Crystal Palace or Crystal Palace and, and Big Nose Cates. So it's kind of cool. There's more than a dozen locations for sure. That doesn't even count, you know, like the walking ghost tour with the gunfighter ghost tour and things like that. There, as, I, as far as I can tell, we've got at least triple the amount of investigations that's available anywhere because like you said earlier, everything in Tombstone is haunted. Right. Everything is. Oh, yeah. Allen Street. <laughs> if you're on Allen Street, you have a pretty good chance of getting some kind of stuff. You know, if you're walking the streets of Tufnut near where the courthouse is, you're likely to get things. I mean, that's where John Heath was lynched and hung from a telegraph pole down there. Right. There's all kinds of stuff. So, you know, there's plenty of packages, but you know what? If you don't have a lot of money, but you still want to get the experience, the, the Tombstone City Cemetery is a great one. You know, you can take your kids there. You can do it on, it's a donation-only basis. If you want to put in a dollar... You could do it. If you want to put in $20, you could do You know what I mean? It's not, there's no set thing for that. It's donation only. So we're trying to make it so all kinds of different people can have fun. You know, not everybody buys VIP tickets. You know what I mean? It's true of anywhere. But, you know, if you can go and you can do a couple of these one-off investigations or, you know, if someone's at the rodeo and they're like, oh, I'd, I'd like to try a ghost hunt, you know, there's going to be tickets available. We're going to have a information booth and a registration booth and all that that's going to be right on historic allen street right outside of wider oriental and you can buy tickets there i think they're going to be selling some tickets at shuffling hall too for different events unless they all sell out ahead of time so i have to say that right oh well that's going to be epic absolutely i think my cat interrupted us last time when you were on too <laughs> absolutely well the, i think the last time we were on and he's gone now, but I had a dog that was named Archer, named after the comic TV show Archer. And he, you just couldn't keep that dog shut up for anything. He was like the hellhound. Oh, and he, you said he's gone now? I'm sorry. Yeah, he's Aww, gone. Sweet boy. But we just, we just saved a husky the other day. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Oh, that warms my heart. Yeah, I... It's all about saving and rescuing the animals, that's for sure. So, yeah. If only I could rescue more spirits. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's that's a little it's harder. It's a whole other ball game. Right, yeah. Speaking of... Although I think, I think that Leon Wilkes, the religious demonologist, mm -hmm. I am pretty sure that he's going to have some tales of 
possibly saving people from, you know, demonic entities. I'm pretty sure that's going to be part of his his uh, thing he's going to talk about. So that's kind of cool too. Oh yeah, that'll be really interesting for sure. And remember, guys, yeah. you could always, you know, wherever you are on the planet. You can go online, and Bruce is going to text me that so I could put it in with this episode. So you could just click on that, and there you go. You'll get there. Globalghosthunt.com. Globalghosthunt.com. I'd say it three times because then I remember it. Globalghosthunt.com. And we're probably going to have an ongoing thing with them because they already told us, if you want to have more than one they do them twice a year, but they're like, if you want to have four of them a year, we'll have a global ghost hunt at the same time you guys are doing it. And I'm like, that's the benefit of having a name like Tombstone that everyone knows. They're like, oh, yeah, we're all about it. We'll be in with you on any time you do a paracon. I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. That's awesome for sure. That's great. Um Before we end, speaking of spirits, lately on Discover Tombstone, which, by the way, everybody, if you're on Facebook and you see Discover Tombstone and see all the amazing pictures and stories and articles and everything, that is my buddy here, Bruce, you know, putting it all out there for everybody. And I just, I love looking at that page. So, on we that. We have had up to a million views in 28 days on that page. Oh my God. That's awesome. I wish I could figure out a way. We should be able to monetize that or something. I don't know. But, you know, it's all free. All the stories and everything are free. Yeah. They also put stuff from Discover Tombstone in the Tombstone Times, and which is a local paper they give away for free when you're in town. So. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that is cool for sure. So uh, lately on Discover Tombstone, I've been seeing you putting things about this young spirit named Emma. And it seems like she's kind of just like all over the place. Talk a little bit about Emma and some of the encounters. Emma is what people refer to as like a traveling entity because she doesn't just show you know like a lot of times you'll you'll go to whatever a haunted location and it's kind of like the same entity every time you go or if, if it's a for instance many people see what is thought to even though he didn't die here see what is thought to be virgil or walking from the wider oriental across the street towards the crystal palace now it was a life-changing thing that happened to him he there was an assassination attempt lost the use of his arm but that's where he always is that's where people it's the only place they see him they don't see him anywhere else hmm. emma is completely different emma is at the tombstone cemetery emma is at boot hill emma is at shufflin hall and I'll tell you what, at Shufflin Hall, I have run into Emma with, we've had a bunch of investigators go in there, like I said earlier, as kind of a thank you for coming down and hosting investigations and things. So this one team called Get Out Paranormal Arizona was down in the basement. And they're having this fairly long, intelligent response conversation with what is clearly a little girl mm -hmm. and and i had stopped down there because i was like going back and forth between these teams and i said i go do you guys know who, who that is and they're like no we don't i go i think that's emma 
and I didn't really know this team very well or anything. And I went back up and I was up in the main hall and there was stuff going on up there. And after a while, the investigators come upstairs and they go, do you know anyone named Bruce? <laughs> and I go, well, I, I'm named Bruce. And they go, oh my God. And I go, what? And they go, Emma clearly said, tell Bruce that I said hi. And, and I told them, I go, this isn't like one of those class AEVPs or something. They go, no, through the spirit box, she clearly said it across like seven bands of, of white noise. She said, tell Bruce that I said hi. And I'm like, oh, my God. So Emma has also been over at Boot Hill where a team was over investigating the area where these guys called the Brady Brothers are buried. And I'm not sure if you know the story of the Brady brothers, but they were two kids that drowned in the San Pedro River, one trying to save the other. And they were having this kind of broken discussion with the Brady brothers. And bam, here comes Emma being, you know, like this, like the way a little girl would be. She's like going to butt in on the conversation. And then apparently like fully took over the conversation from these guys. And the thing with Emma is... It's really clearly a little girl, and she's really clearly talking. When we had one of the investigations at Shuffin Hall on a different day, Jeff Woolwine had a long, extended conversation with her from the stage at Shuffin Hall, where we were all sitting around like uh, in, in the chairs around there, and it was just going on and on. It's like... She was not at a lack of things to talk about. She even talked smack about some people in her room. I mean, she's like that kind of girl. She's like, you know, that person right there, I don't like him. Or that person <laughs> over there, I think he's a liar. You know, and I'm like, ooh, she wasn't talking about me. But it, she is very vocal. And, you know, like to a degree that I have never heard before. And look, I get it. The, the Birdcage Theater... They used to call it like the granddaddy of haunted locations. And, and there's there's activity there. There's no doubt there's activity there. But I'll tell you what, it's gotten no, I think it has gotten nothing on Shefflin Hall. Next year, we're going to try and have it where we have public investigations in there where we invite crowds of people. And I think it's going to be epic, epic. And I'm positive, I am 100% positive that Emma will be the showpiece there. I believe it. And it makes me wonder, Bruce, like, I don't know if you would know this or, you know, have to look through even going to every single, you know, cemetery there and look. But I wonder if there's a little girl named Emma buried in one of those. I don't recall seeing an Emma at Boot Hill, but... Uh, no, not at Boot Hill. For sure not at Boot yeah. Hill, but... The city historian showed me a map. Now, it's an old map. It's from, like, 1884 to oh. 1886 or something. That was, But it was made by Ritter and Reams, which was the mortuary that did the guys from the OK Corral shooting. You know, because, of course, if you're coming to Tombstone, you might as well immerse yourself in all the Western stuff, too. Yeah. But they have a, a map of the city cemetery with a lot of names on it. And I haven't been through the whole thing yet because it's also written by hand and it's not the easiest thing to read. But when we do the tombstone beautification project at the city cemetery, you know, we're going to put in all row markers. We're going to try and mark graves with different names of people that we find from these 
old texts from the mortuary because they were the guys that were doing the Undertaker stuff for people being buried at what they call the new cemetery, but it was, you know, it was opened in 1884. Yeah. So it might be the new cemetery, but it's yeah. an old cemetery, but we right. still... We still have newer areas, and there are family plots there. A gal I work with from the city, her family has a whole plot there. They, she was born in this area. Her family goes way back. The Escapules, they go way back. Their whole family's in there. So even though it's really old cemetery, it's still currently being used. So Yeah, that'd be interesting. If you ever find out about more about Emma and find something, let me know. That'd be really interesting to... I would love to, because none of the paranormal teams seem to know, but everybody refers to her as Emma, and I don't know. You know, maybe some time in the past, a medium or a psychic or something picked up that name. I don't know. But she answers to Emma, I'll tell you that, for sure. You can go, is this Emma? And she'll giggle. She'll be like, yeah. Yeah, when I'm out there in June, I'll have to see if I could converse with her myself. You can come when they do the Tombstone Redemption. That's where they're having all the guys from uh, Rockstar Games. And it's not a Red Dead Redemption event for the Western game, but they're going to have all the voice actors. That's going to be a really cool event, too, and that's happening in June sometime as well. Oh, that's interesting for sure. So people listening, that's another Tombstone event to go check out sometime the following month. And so. we've got the 30th anniversary of the movie Tombstone, and like you know, the guy played Johnny Ringo, Michael Behan's going to be there, there's a bunch of stars going to be there. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Val Kilmer's not going to be there because I don't think he's up to it. But that's happening in July, so. Oh, it's Tombstone. There's always stuff going on here. Right. Well, you know, that's good to know that Val Kilmer's not going. I love him. He's my favorite actor. I adore him. But, oh, yeah, you know, him. on the Tombstone anniversary page, they'll, like, post, like, you know, who's coming and stuff. And I tell you, there was one poster. It showed uh, Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell, and it had their names really big and it said tombstone below and it really made it look like they were going oh i don't know about that because i'm not what i do for marketing for them is they give me stuff and whatever they give me i put up but the stuff for that i haven't seen that image but it might be you know what it could be maybe they put a movie like there's so much stuff out about the movie tombstone that there's a lot of like dual pictures of like Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell. Maybe it was something like talking about the movie, like showing the image of the movie poster saying the 30th anniversary is coming or, you know, I don't know, something like that. It'd be fantastic if Kurt Russell came, but it's like $400,000 to get him to come. Oh, geez. So as much as I love Kurt Russell too, all the way back to the computer wore tennis (laughs) shoes from Disney, nobody's given. I can yeah. see where a Comic Con or something might pay someone four hundred thousand dollars because they're making literally millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right, right. Tombstone can't afford four hundred thousand dollars. Oh no, yeah, that's that's <laughs> a lot. If they can, they need to give me a raise. <laughs> right, seriously, it's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Bruce, my friend, I really appreciate you joining me today. It's always... I appreciate you having me. Oh, anytime. It's always just so much fun talking with you. And 
I, I wish I could be there in May, but I'll definitely be there in June and looking next forward. Next year, yeah. next year, the first weekend in May. Because it's going to happen again. And I think next year we've got some different venues where it'll be more like a Comic-Con where we're going to be able to have more speakers, more areas for vendors, like a gigantic vendor area, a big parking area. We, we just took over a section of a football field that we can use for overflow parking and put vendors in and all that. Oh, nice. Next year is going to be still a ton of investigations, which is... It shocks me when I see other Paracons, like Michigan has a giant Paracon, right? They have one investigation, and it costs you 75 bucks to go to it. I'm like, we've oh, got all kinds of investigations that are like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, and I'm like, for sure, that are super haunted places. And, and, you know, and there's a lot of investigations that will continue. I already had other places that want to be involved this year, and just logistically, I couldn't get it done. Tombstone Antique Mall wants to be in. Apparently, they have lots of activity in there. You know, there's another place that's across from OK Corral. The guy wants his place in there, but, you know, couldn't do it this year, but for sure we'll do it next year. Yeah, well, that's fantastic that you already have people that wanted to do it this year and you just ran out of room and time. I mean, that's right, that's right. saying Absolutely. something. At least you have I them. Know, isn't that cool? That is. So that's... many investigations. We couldn't even fit anymore into our plan <laughs> for this year. Yet there's other places that want to be a part of it. That's awesome. And then you'll have them for next year, so it'll be like a little Absolutely. variety. So that's that's awesome, Bruce. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm so excited for you guys and looking forward to looking online and seeing what you guys are all up to. And, and hopefully, well, not hopefully, I know Tombstone will never disappoint when it comes to the paranormal. So I know no. you guys, I've gotten, you say that the birdcage or what they consider birdcage to be the granddaddy of paranormal spots. And I've gotten good stuff from there too. Really, believe me, I have. It makes top 10 lists all the time, but I'm telling yeah. you, Shufflin Hall. Well, and you know what? The speakers are going to be in Shufflin Hall. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me a bit if people had experiences while the speakers are going. It really wouldn't. Right. No, absolutely. For sure. Well, and also, Birdcage is great, but, you know, Watt and Tarbell, I've gotten phenomenal EVPs from oh, that yeah. location. Phenomenal. I've, I've, you know, saw this one girl's hair being moved along the side. That's where I got my picture of the noose that's hanging there with a blue figure right. below it. I mean, that place was phenomenal. There's I been a lot of SLS stuff in there, too, that's very cool. Yeah. As a no. matter of fact, Jeff Lewin got a lot of SLS footage at Boot Hill, you know, where it was really clear, like, that looked like entities laying on the ground, like, right where the graves were. I was like, that is creepy. Right. You know, it's, like, really creepy. Tombstone's all about creepy. Creepy indeed, my friend. Bruce, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you being on and so looking forward to uh, seeing you in June. Let me give you a couple of web addresses so people can go check stuff out. I think I did it before, but if you go to tombstoneparacon.com, uh, that's where all the tickets are. That's where the one-off tickets are. You can order shirts through there. So you can have, The only thing with shirts is we're not shipping internationally this year because that's a 
that's a cluster because I've yeah. sold shirts internationally and the shipping ends up being more than the shirt. Oh yeah. Uh, but I think shipping in the United States, like seven bucks, you could, the shirts are way cool and they're listed on the tickets page too. And if you, if you can't come and you want to do a donation for the tombstone city cemetery beautification project, there is a link on there to do that as well. That you know, if you just want to kind of be a good person and help beautify a cemetery, that's a, a well-known uh, cemetery, that would be a great thing to do from there as well. There's also the tombstone wild west paracon facebook page and you can get information off there too very cool absolutely and thank you so much for having me i have such a blast when i talk to you oh me too yeah i have so much fun talking with you too definitely it's it's always good times and laughs and 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 singing that's well then i'm not doing any singing right now i'll tell you what from this paracon it wouldn't surprise me if i put in 300 hours of phone calls on this the last time i had a day off was christmas oh bless your heart yeah Yeah. (laughs) you need to you need to take a chill day you know and that i'll tell you the 7th (laughs) of may when paracon's over i'm i'm but we are having a meeting. We're having a meeting that we call a postmortem, which is interesting for a paracon. But we're going to talk about that everything that went really well, if stuff didn't go well, how can we make it better for next year? We're going to start that in May for next May. So, Is the Goodfellow house haunted? Oh, I'm sure. Look, everybody that I know that lives in Tombstone, almost everybody says there's activity at their house. I would love to have a thing where there was like a, a traveling tour that goes to like four or five people's homes, like regular homes. You know, the great thing about here, and I will tell you this, and anybody that's thinking about coming, one thing that we do not do, I do not put up with this in Tombstone, is I don't want anybody provoking. Right. right? Because we have like really good entities here. I mean, people entities that are willing to talk and willing to interact and it's like we don't you know we don't have like a bunch of demonic energy or anything and it's like we don't need provoking here so you know just know that all the entities that i've run into here have all been like way cool i mean it's uh, always good times yeah yeah definitely i'm i'm with you there bruce provoking it's like it's not necessary it's disrespectful just don't do it well, it's like if you provoke a normal person, right. they're going to get pissed at you. It's like, why do you want to do that to an entity that you want to converse with? All right. Well, you know what? I'm so happy that you gave me the time to be on here. It's fantastic. I will definitely see you in June. And just thanks a bunch. Always such a pleasure talking with him. So there you have it, folks. Tombstone Wild West Paracon going on not too long from now. Those dates again are May 5th. Cinco de Mayo through the 7th. Lots of guests, tons of amazing historical locations, some good food. And I can personally say that I have gone to several of these locations and they will not disappoint you. Seriously. History buffs, haunted history buffs, galore, and paranormal investigators, be sure to go to the town too tough to die and get your Paracon on. And again, you could always hit up the tombstoneparacon.com for tickets And during the event going on, go to globalghosthunt.com. This week's special city shoutouts go to 
Youngstown, Ohio, Redcar, England, Palos Park, Illinois, Nairobi, Kenya, and East Mill Creek, Utah. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They're all awesome. Have a story of your own to share, perhaps an out-of-this-world encounter, an investigation that left you shaking. Maybe you haven't heard your state, city, country on the podcast. Want to be a future voiceover? Do not hesitate. Reach out right now. Throw an email my way at paraprowl at gmail.com or find me on the Paranormal Prowlers podcast Facebook page. Thanks again for Bruce being on, and we will see you next week.